Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. And today, I hope people who are interested in finance hear this. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. And today, I have a special guest with me. He is actually family. He is, I've, I've mentioned my wife a couple of times, a lot of the times, uh, Shirley. And my guest today is actually her brother. So, my brother in law, Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, brother. <laughs> it's an honor to be here. Yeah, it's、um, my first time having family as. Oh, actually, never mind. Sorry. My brother. I, I did one episode with my brother in Korea. But、um, yeah, this is my, my second time doing it with a family member. So before we get into the topic of finance today,、um, can you give us and the listeners just a brief overview of what you do, who you are, and what your interests are? Sure. So I. Happened to fall into the finance sector、mm-hmm. by、uh, getting into the retirement readiness business、mm-hmm. after graduating from Georgia Tech. I had no idea what the company was, what they did, or, or what I was supposed to do there. I just actually interviewed for a bunch of places and、uh, I really liked the people there. And then、uh, it all worked out because、uh, my career started to go forward.、Mm-hmm. and I was relocated to Miami and I started my MBA there.、Mm-hmm. And I'm、uh, actually, I two classes left. I'm going to graduate in December.、Oh. Um, and、uh, now I'm back, or I'm kind of back and forth, but I'm going to be back in Atlanta soon. So it's, it's been a journey. So you have flexibility in terms of where you get to work and things like that, right? Yes, remotely. That's awesome.、Um, it's, it's very comfortable.、Mm-hmm. But I, 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 since you work remotely as well, I,、yeah. I think we need to remind people it is convenient, but it doesn't mean that it's easier. No, that's true. By all means. There are times where you're expected to work extra hours just because. Definitely. Because when you work in an office, you can just say, I'm leaving, I leave at five, but. You can't just say, hey, I'm leaving at five because you're already home. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So please, guys, remember this. Our lives are not easier just because we can work remote. Definitely. And, and you say you, you're st- starting to get your MBA, right? Yes. Is, do you have a concentration or, or anything like that? Or do MBAs even have concentration?、Uh, I think they do. I think you can go into marketing and accounting and things like that.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, since I'm doing a professional, MBA, that means you're working full time and you're going to school at night or on the weekends.、Mm-hmm. Uh, you, it's just more of a general based.、Mm. Um, and I was fortunate because、uh, I know, you know, I'm sure when you go on social media, a lot of people are questioning whether graduate degrees are really worth it. But、mm. I think for me, I've really gotten a lot out of it.、Mm. Um, I don't know if it's because、uh, I was in another state and I didn't have as many family and friends around. Um, but I just really gave it my all、mm-hmm. and I made sure I got the most out of every class I took.、Mm-hmm. And, I, and that, I, this might sound a little bit weird, but I didn't know that I was smart until <laughs> I started the MBA program because、uh-huh. um, I just felt like I was trying to get through tech. But the、mm-hmm. MBA was fun for sure. Oh, that's great. That's awesome. So, and I know that you have personal interests in finance as well, right? You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, for sure. So,、uh, I'm not sure how much you've dove into Shirley and, and my family past, but、mm-hmm. um, 
long story short, my my parents came here as immigrants. Of course, they they did the unthinkable, came here with nothing, made something of themselves, and we were very comfortable growing up. And then um, just unfortunate series of events happened, and and our family went through a lot of changes, and、mm. um, I was very shell shocked,、mm. and. But it was good because I, I definitely think I needed it, even though I didn't understand、mm. that I needed it at the time. But now looking back,、um, if it wasn't for that period in my life, I think I would be going down actually a very dangerous path.、Mm. But、um, yeah, you know, actually,、um, one of the ways that Shirley and I connected early on when we started dating was because of that. So my parents as well, we went through. Financial restructuring,、mm-hmm. um, and I, I actually grew up thinking that one day I would just take over my dad's business. But when that no longer became an option, I think is when I really started applying myself. So I know exactly what you mean with the whole shell shocked and having kind of your life trajectory changed. And I think, yeah, that's、oh, for sure, that's for sure. And and you were you were saying that resulted in. Yeah, so that resulted in me kind of just exploring what I wanted to do in my life and and how I should view finance.、Mm. Uh, I mean, I, I I should say I'm very fortunate that my parents never put me in a position that I had to worry about finances growing up. But、mm. then when I finally had to, I, I didn't even know where to start.、Mm. So I kind of took my situation, and of course, I did what every "Quote unquote millennial does and <laughs> YouTube and Google everything, and I came across this、uh, finance guru,、uh, Dave Ramsey,、mm-hmm. and、uh, he was very intense. I actually try to apply his principles and his process, and I think it definitely works、mm. um, for some people that are very intense and、um, and like to live very routine and habit based.、Mm-hmm. Uh, but for me, I'm, I'm I guess I'm more of a free spirit, and I kind of like to just go with what feels right,、mm-hmm. even though that sounds very wrong in a finance <laughs>、uh, world. But、um, I, I did try to apply his principles, and、I、actually was dating my wife at the time,、uh, Hannah,、mm-hmm. and she tried it with me. And God bless her. But man, it was tough. It was too intense. It was just cut out everything from your life that's fun.、Mm. Stop going out. Any free time you have, work.、Mm. Which okay, I get it, but I felt like I was losing myself in the process of、mm. trying to replicate what he did to get that success. Yeah, and um. So his whole thing is like budgeting, right?、Is、yeah, it, is that what it is? Yeah, I I think it comes more from. I think his his main principle is to just stay away from debt、mm. by all means,、mm-hmm. which makes sense, right? And and, and、yeah. he does、uh, quote the Bible a lot and、mm-hmm. and. I I don't know the verses off the top of my head, but he definitely quotes the Bible and says how you know debt is just something you want to avoid at all costs.、Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of says, okay, if, now if we're gonna avoid debt, if you want to do anything in your life, budgeting is the way to go.、Mm-hmm. So I I think at a high level, when you look at it, it definitely makes sense. And then he has these seven baby steps. I don't know if it's seven. It's been a while.、Mm-hmm. Um, Where it's like save up for emergency fund of a thousand dollars, then you want to start paying off your credit cards or your your debts、mm-hmm. from smallest to lowest or smallest to biggest.、Mm-hmm. Um, you don't worry about interest rates or anything like that.、Oh, okay. And he calls that the snowball effect because you start getting momentum.、Mm. Um, and then he gets into mortgage and all that stuff.、Mm. 
but I, I think it definitely works and I see the practicality in it, but I, I it felt like it wasn't for me yeah. because it's something it, it didn't feel, it's not that I lacked the discipline. Um, it's just more like I wasn't happy doing it. Mm, yeah. I, I know, I know a couple who they told me they paid off their house. Like they didn't get a mortgage because they were able to buy their house by just saving the money. But they, he also told me that there were weeks where they would only eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I understand, like, I don't think I would really enjoy living like that, right? The benefits, like, does it really outweigh the, the pain and suffering? Exactly. To go and, and by the way, for those of you that, that do enjoy it, by all means, or, or believe mm. in that way, yeah. I, you know, props to you, kudos to you. But I think for me my fear is you live like that and then you know something tragically happens mm, and yeah one day you're not here anymore it's like okay so i think it's about finding a good balance and yeah. so I, I that didn't work for me and kind of segue from that i, I mm. came across this other f- personal finance guru his name and and f- forgive forgive me if i butcher his name i bet i believe it's ramit shethi or sethi mm-hmm. um and he wrote this book called "I Will Teach You to Be Rich." Interesting. Okay. Um, I he just lays out a lot of the practicality as well. But I think I think my main takeaway from studying him, Dave Ramsey. Uh, I'm sure for those of you that like self help, like Tony Robbins, like all these people have different views on money. And I think you at least for me personally it's all about finding your own identity and knowing what works for you Mm. and well what worked for me is being intentional Mm, okay so yes you obviously don't want to spend more than you make Mm. i think that when it comes to budgeting okay and i am an excel nerd so i do have all my numbers laid out all the time you know what's funny shirley does too she has an entire family budget excel sheet that she she's always playing around with same and and uh and for me, it's like, I like to know where the money is, obviously, but mm. at the same time, um, I believe in this thing called intentional spending. Mm. So I came across this because I gave myself way too much anxiety going on social media mm. and looking at all these different articles of how much you should have, how much you should have saved for retirement by this age or what you should be doing by this age mm. with your money and all this stuff. And what I've realized is who cares? Mm. And I don't mean that in an irresponsible way. I mean that in a, you need to live in a way that makes you feel fulfilled. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying happy or feel gratified, but feel fulfilled. Right. Mm. And for me, it's like intentionally spending. So some people might say I would never spend $5 on a Starbucks coffee every mm. day okay, then what do you spend your money on, right? But maybe for this person, getting that $5 cup of coffee, they love it because of the barista there mm. and their interaction, it makes them feel really happy. But instead, instead of spending that you know, $5 somewhere else, they choose to spend it there. Mm. And I think when it comes to intentional spending along the lines of don't spend more than you make, mm-hmm. it makes sense, mm. right? So for me personally, I used to love... Uh, I was big into basketball, so I loved like Jordans and things like that. And then I kind of have all these crazy phases where I got into like collecting Legos and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think for me, I've gotten to a point in my life where I just like to spend on things that 
bring me joy, mm. whether that's a meal with friends um, or getting an expensive cup of coffee or whatever. And I don't feel guilty about it. Mm. But at the same time, you want to take out the spending that's very mindless, right? So if you're going to spend money at Starbucks, then don't go to QT and get, you know, the, the dentine ice gum. Mm. Stuff like that. I think if you learn to control yourself on the mindless stuff that yeah. you don't really think twice about, yeah. but you're intentionally spending on things that make you happy, by all means, do do what you love. Yeah. That, for sure. I think the mindless spending, you you don't think about it because it's usually in small amounts, mm -hmm. but they definitely build. It's crazy. Sure. I, I once went through my bank account, my credit card, and I... Because most, I think most websites, most banks let you export the spending to like an Excel sheet or something like that. I did that and I categorized things that were frivolous. And I was kind of shocked at how fast those built. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's, cra it's crazy because, excuse me, uh, that's a term called utility. Uh -huh. Right. So in, in finance and economics, they call it the utility. Okay. So when it comes to the lottery, the reason why people buy lottery tickets is because the utility cost is so low. Mm. And to them, it's low risk, high reward. Right. Which technically, and I'll get more into that later, uh, just because it's one of the many tools that the <laughs> uh, financial or Wall Street or and just the financial sector uh -huh. has uh, implemented to kind of be opportunistic hmm. for sure okay um so yeah so um you know you mentioned that you advocate for not spending beyond your means but do you subscribe to the whole dave ramsey no credit card philosophy um yes and no hmm. i think it depends on what you're gonna purchase okay um if you're just one of those people that blindly just buy everything and max out all your credit cards to them mm -hmm. and and which i have done in the past <laughs> and it hurt me and it freaked me out mm -hmm. um uh, of course you don't want to be that person right but then if it you know obviously you want to save for emergencies and things like that but i mean like in student loans i think for instance student loans i know it's a very debatable topic because some people are going to college and not really, they're not able to make enough to repay it and even live a life, mm -hmm. um, which I understand. But at the same time, I think it really depends on what works for you. If you could just go into school to go to school to take out a loan, no. Mm. If you're going to school because you know the opportunities you'll get from it and you'll make the most of it and you'll mm. network and you'll I do see. all these things and you'll intern. Mm then it, it might be worth it for you. Right. So for you, going into debt is okay if you've kind of rationalized it and thought about it and you're not mindlessly and irresponsibly going into debt. Is that? Yes. Kind of, okay. Yeah. Because I, I, I've heard, so I've heard of random, not, not so there was a coworker of mine who kind of took the extreme approach of, he literally cut up all his credit cards uh, when he started reading the Dave Ramsey books. And for him, like he was a pretty extreme guy. He used to do these weight loss competitions. He, he was, his weight would fluctuate like crazy because he would, while he's during the competition, he would lose like 50 pounds. But then when he's not, he would gain all of it back and he would kind of go back and forth. So I think for his personality, it worked because he, he was kind of an extreme guy, but 
Yeah, for me and Shirley, I, I don't think we could ever do that. Like, not having that option of if our bank accounts were to be depleted for some reason and not having the a bit the available credit there in case of emergency, I think that would give us too much anxiety. Like, I don't think we could do that. But, yeah, I, I guess for, for people that have that personality, they can do it. And if it works for them, great. If not, then... It's funny you bring that up, mm-hmm. and and so I think I think the financial just world mm-hmm. is very interesting because I think the financial world has understood human behavior. I, I mm. so when I think of finance, I think of psychology. Okay, and I think those two usually, in, well, at least in my mind, those two usually don't go together. But yeah, it's interesting. But, but pretty much everything in the financial world is psychology because there are seven or not seven. There are many behaviors that people exhibit when it comes to money. Hmm. And, um, and the financial world has understood that. Interesting. What I mean by that is for instance, there are people that when you hear hedge funds, Mm -hmm. right. And, and for those listeners that aren't, uh, aware of what a hedge fund is pretty much it's just a firm that invests money in a way to uh, make money okay so i know that's very simple but that's all it means to hedge is to make a safe bet so okay. typically a hedge fund will find a strategy that will work for them to make more money than the market does and what the market is when you hear the term market typically people refer that as to the S&P 500. So it's the standard mm-hmm. and poor 500 companies that are most traded on the market. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, not most traded, but the most, the biggest. Right, right, right. Um, the, the top 500. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think, well, actually, I just finished this class called Organizational Behavior and Finance. Okay. And there are so many biases that I found very interesting. So for instance, Humans and behavior are very lo- loss averse. So we hate the idea of losing money. Mm-hmm. So if I were to tell you there's a 100% chance you'll lose $50 and 95% chance you'll lose $45. Mm-hmm. The, the 95% chance, or I'm sorry, maybe I'm mixing up the numbers, but long story short, or to correct myself, most people will always just go with the 50%, the $50 of losing 100% chance. Okay. And I'm sorry, I mixed that up because... Uh... So so if it, let me play it back. Tell yeah, me if yeah, I'm right. Yeah. So um, the absolute chance of losing money yes. is more... is the option people tend to not take, but the somewhat high chance of losing money, even if that amount is higher, is usually what the option that people take. Is that correct? Well, no, actually, you, you stated it perfectly, but it's the other way around. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, because to people, the possibility of, and and, that, and I'm sorry, I should have thought about that. No, no, it's no um, problem. So, yeah. The fact that you will know you'll only lose $50 at 100% chance, mm-hmm. For sure. So you'll lose the $50 as opposed to maybe losing 
sixty dollars mm-hmm. at ninety five percent chance. Mm-hmm. There's still a five percent chance you might not lose the sixty dollars, but everyone mm-hmm. will always choose. Hey, I'd rather lose less money, even though it's for sure. Hmm. But if you think about it in practicality terms, like you should go for the sixty five, even if it's ninety five percent chance. Interesting. Right. 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 Because um, that that's interesting because the way that I understood it was the behavior that you just talked about. Because I was like, oh, well, you know, I would rather. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And well, thank you. I mean, I butchered that explanation <laughs> no, no. so horribly. But yes, so most people, they would tend to lose less amount, even though it's for sure. And there's mm. not even a slight chance you might not lose that. Mm-hmm. But they would choose that. 10 out of 10 times or 9 out of 10 times. Interesting. And that's how this tool called insurance was mm. formed. Uh-huh. Interesting. Right? So it's things like insurance, mm-hmm. um, it, it's crazy because people are very risk averse. Mm-hmm. They, The idea of losing money, it, it kills people. Mm. Um, and so there are a lot of instruments like yeah, insurance and things like that that people have creatively made. Mm-hmm to sell and take advantage or I'm sorry, jump at the opportunity (laughs) of those, Uh um, you know, mindsets. Right. But I'm not saying all insurance is bad, by the way. Like Mm -hmm. I have insurance, I have car insurance. I actually have life and disability insurance too, because I also think it would be irresponsible if something were to happen to me and I left my wife with, you know, nothing right and she has to not only support me but also work right yeah um that's interesting because i have a bunch of pretty much all the insurance options that my company gives me i take so even things like accidental death during the workplace like in the workplace insurance (laughs) even though i'm a consultant who works from home yeah I, i still do that insurance just because i hate the thought of losing a big chunk of money compared to the little bit that I lose for sure every month. So that's, I never thought about that, but that's, that's very interesting. Huh? So, yeah, I mean, that's where insurance came from. Hmm. Um, and when it, I, I guess for me and, and to talk about things like risk mm-hmm. and, and kind of going back to loans, if you think about the ancient times, like Roman times, mm-hmm. if people took out a loan and were not able to pay it back, there was a consequence. Mm. called death like <laughs> right. you would die uh-huh. right but our society has changed to a point where we can borrow money and not die for it right and like things with credit cards it is very very interesting it's we'll see where our society goes but i think personally you know some credit cards are marketing machines mm. for sure mm-hmm. like they take advantage of those who love instant gratification like and for your you know the friend you had that was very extreme like Mm -hmm. maybe for him credit cards are just something you know he might have used as 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 some sort of comfort or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. but then when he got rid of it he got rid of that that crutch Mm -hmm. he relied on you know so i don't necessarily ever think credit cards or money is the reason i do believe just money in general intensifies who someone is Hmm. i don't think money really changes people i think it definitely just brings out more of who they are Hmm. i think that's a good segue into the next question i wanted to ask what what are your opinions or thoughts on personal finance like as you've 
been in you're in the retirement industry or, or the in uh, is that the right term? yeah yeah Sector it is industry and, and you're studying a lot of finance like is there anything new you learned about personal finance that that you want to tell people about for sure i think i think that the financial world again has found very creative ways to make a an illusion of complexity in a world that that's very practical mm, and what i mean by that is and and for those of you that do play fantasy sports if you think about fantasy sports you choose a player and you you choose a player you invest all your time and your draft picks into a player that's the same thing as investing in the stock market right mm. but instead of a player you're choosing a company mm. or uh, another example would be um like a video game mm-hmm. if you have you know 10 characters to choose from you have a favorite one and you put all your time and energy and resources into that one character it's like the same thing you'd be doing in investing mm. but people like to talk about risk and derivatives and instruments and um hedging and they just use all these complicated words for very simple topics Hmm. and my advice to everyone is to just get educated Hmm. so being one of those people who thinks finance is super complicated um what type of education would you suggest like what what ways practically can i increase my iq in terms of finance in the finance world to help me be better equipped to invest in companies and things like that that's a great question and before we get into the actual financial aspects Mm -hmm. i think there's two things or at least one thing for sure that is tried and true that applies in all aspects of our life and that is patience Mm. because there is Okay, I take that back. There are some people that can get rich quick. Okay, right. Oh, mm-hmm. um, and I would say 99% of those people are also very lucky. Mm-hmm. And if anyone were to tell you from that group they knew what they were doing to get that rich, I would not believe them. Right. Um, and then there's like the very select geniuses that do know what they're doing and they can do it. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by patience is if you do decide to save money, you can't freak out if you lose money. Hmm. You also can't get too high on yourself if you make money. Hmm. You are not a genius, nor are you, you know, a delinquent. Um, You just have to stay level grounded. Hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's with everything in life. Um, So you have to be patient because don't expect to put, x amount of money and the next facebook or apple and become some quadrillionaire because Mm. you won't and it's okay to not be um now with that being said i think if you really want to get educated for those of you that are lazy and just don't care put all your money in this thing called the target date fund so it'll be date fund yeah so all that means is and usually if if you are putting money in your retirement plan already and you haven't ever looked at it, that's probably what you're defaulted into mm. anyway. So if you're 
if you're one of those people, just don't worry about it. Just make sure you're putting in the money you are. And this is like 401k, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Um, but if you really want to get into understanding and, and knowing about companies, um, I think, I think if you do want to get into the investing world, choose companies in the industries you're aware of. Mm. So for me, I like sporting clothes, like Nike. I like re- a lot of retail. I like technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll look into those sectors and really just be patient with it. Mm. Um, obviously you have like your well-established companies, but they're just going to get you, you know, small returns cause they're so safe. Right. But you know, the real money comes from making bets and taking risk. Yeah. And if you, for instance, if you're able to save, I don't know, 40 grand, mm-hmm. not, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not throwing out 40 grand like it's some like a light number of course but mm-hmm. if you were to have the discipline to save up $40,000 and invest all that across 10 companies maybe three safe ones and seven that you're not really familiar with mm-hmm. all it takes is for one of the seven to blow up and mm-hmm. your life has changed forever yeah so but you know on the opposite end so this is a funny story a personal story i discovered you know the app uh, Robinhood, mm-hmm. the zero commission trading thing. Yep. So when I first discovered that, I started making little bets on really small companies, and a lot of them started working out well for me. But because I was putting such little amounts in, it, it wasn't like I was making a ton of money. But I found this one company. I didn't really know anything about it. It was some sort of biofuel company and there were some articles about how it's going to be groundbreaking so i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna put a lot of money a lot more money into this company than i usually do and it was like a thousand dollars and it doesn't it's not a lot of money but for me that's as much risk as i was willing to take and it it was kind of a lot so i put it in and I, i gave myself once it hits a target i'm gonna pull out all the money but it was such a risky bet for a company because the if I did a little bit more research, I would have found that the company didn't actually produce any biofuel yet. <laughs> like they were a company, like because they supposedly had a process and all these things, right? So the company actually ended up like going under. I, I, actually, I don't know what happened. Their their stock they reverse split meaning the their shares combined to become one and the prices kept dropping. I ended up lo- basically losing my entire $1,000 investment. So yeah, I definitely could have used some education on that and some research, but that, that was a, a life lesson for me to make sure that if I do get into investing into companies, I at least am familiar, that I at least know that they're making the product that they're claiming to make, you know, so... Yeah, so I, I think that was the bet I took because I I knew that if that company blew up, I prob I could have made like ten x, but it definitely didn't, and I lost everything. <laughs> it, it's it's really interesting you say that because uh, I mean there are a lot of there are a lot of crazy stories. Um, for instance, there's one this firefighter and mm-hmm. and uh, his wife. It's from another. It's from this book called uh, "One Up on Wall Street." Okay, uh, by Peter Lynch. For those of you that are interested, uh, he he gives a story about this firefighter and his wife, and she would go shopping at the mall for their daughter, mm. and uh, all of a sudden she 
started shopping at this place called Limited Two. I don't know if you remember those stores. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, she it, just saw how crazy busy it was back in the day. This is a long time ago. It's a clothing store, right? Yeah, it was, okay, yeah. Uh-huh. And the, so she, she goes back and tells her husband about this this company, this store, and she's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, I love. I'm gonna buy all you know all our kids' clothing from there." And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, he went to his broker and was like, "Hey, I just want to put three grand into Limited Two. And it blew up mm. and he made a lot of money from it. And then the the counter argument to that is there is a, this guy who had, you know, this other family pretty much would read on the, the newspaper and read articles like that all the time. Yeah. And then his wife actually was doing the same thing, came to him and was like, Hey, you should try investing in this company called limited too. Mm. And he was like, no, like there's nothing about it in the newspaper. Like, go away with that nonsense i'm gonna invest in this very this weird company that he knows nothing about with this really <laughs> complex name because uh-huh. it sounds like it'll be successful yeah yeah long story short he lost that money and the money he could have made from <laughs> limited to is uh would have been life-changing Damn. so i uh, you know some great takeaways some oh. is one avoid news because mm-hmm. if someone's writing about it then you're you should assume you're already too late. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and also, like everyone, when you hear market researchers, like we're all market researchers. Mm-hmm. You can go somewhere and see what people like and what people don't like, mm. and then just keep an eye out. Mm. Um, I think for me, what I think is interesting is, and for all of us listening, here's a free tidbit that I'm actually looking to save up for. Look into something that you that was very popular when you were a kid. Oh. And then if you start to see a trend pop up again, buy a lot mm. and sell it. I know it's not necessarily stock. It could be stock if the company goes public, but mm-hmm. like think of like Tamagotchis yeah, or yeah. Pokemon cards, stuff uh-huh. like that. Um there's a reason why things always come back. Mm. And it's nostalgia right. and sentiment. So and us millennials, we're really big on nostalgia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so there's an opportunistic mm. uh, viewpoint that we can all take for the future. Man, I remember those uh, Pokemon cards. That was our version of gambling when we were little. I, I remember buying packs at a time, hoping I would have something cool like a Charizard or something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, good times. Yeah, for sure. And actually, if you go on eBay right now, some of those first edition Charizards are ridiculous yeah you, you know uh shirley and i recently looked up nintendo 64 games on ebay to see because we have a bunch and we're, we don't play it anymore so we were thinking i wonder if we can make any money off of it there are some that are selling for pretty good prices oh yeah yeah like legends of zelda ocarina of time even the non-limited version of that is it's selling pretty high and like super smash brothers it's yeah if if you know how to uh where to look? I think it's possible to make some money off of even sure. those those things for sure. Yeah, huh? That's cool. So yeah, so definitely uh, look out for for cycles in terms of nostalgia and things mm-hmm. like that. And mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's the same thing with with companies in general too, like mm-hmm. finance, like Levi's. Even uh, there's a story about them. Uh, they went public, went private, and then I think they're going public again. I mean, speaking of going public. Please avoid IPOs. Interesting. At all costs. When you invest, when people 
put money and buy stocks of a company at when they first go public, mm-hmm. the only people getting rich are the people that had equity before it went public. Huh. That's I'm shocked right now because I even now I kind of look at companies that are going into IPOs. I'm like, oh, once they go public, I'm gonna buy their stock. Yeah, oh. no, they do not do that. Good advice. Wait baby. one year at least. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, what is there a reason for the wait before? Yeah, because so pretty much how how stocks how anything is priced in the world uh-huh. is really dictated on people's desire mm-hmm. and demand mm-hmm. and what they think. And so, when when companies first go public, everyone is really hype about them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the price jacks up like crazy, and then after everyone. Invest the hype dies down. It just drops back to what it's actually worth. I see. I see. Okay. So I don't know. Go back and look at the most recent companies. I want go look at Slack. Go look at uh, Zoom. I think. Um, GoPro. Go. Oh yeah. Well, GoPros. They're, they're, <laughs> I don't even know. If I lost some money on that. <laughs> um, I think WeWork. WeWork went. I don't know if you're familiar with WeWork. Mm-mm. They're like a shared office space. Okay. Um, but yeah, just if you like any of your companies, go li- or maybe you don't like to do this, but if you are interested in numbers, you go to Yahoo Finance, go look at any company that you know went public recently mm-hmm. and look at their stock prices from when they would go public to one year later. And you will see that uh, you would have lost money, mm. most likely. Hmm. Oh, wow, that's good advice. Thank you for telling me. Yeah. <laughs> I would not have guessed for oh, sure. Okay. So, uh, and and if if you want some, so if you do want to invest in companies, here are some things that I think are very important. One, don't listen to other people. Hmm. Like trust your gut instinct and your research. Hmm. And whether you think you know a lot or not. I mean, I'm not saying you will or won't, but there's a reason why you have intuition and your gut. So always stick with that. Mm. And when you say research, is that mostly just about whether or not you think people will want to buy their product? Great question. I think, well, for me, research means do you know what they actually do, right? Mm. So yeah. like your biofuel <laughs> yeah. example. Yeah. Because a lot of companies that go public now, they're not going public because... Well, most pub- most companies go public because they just want more money or they need more money. Mm. And after they they hit their cap of private investing, they mm-hmm. go public. Um, and and so for me, it's are you sure? Are you very familiar with the company? Like we mentioned, mm-hmm. do you know what they do? What they produce? And if you really want to get technical, I mean, feel free to to shoot me an email or something. I'll, mm. I'll give my email at the end because yeah. I don't want to bore people with the technicalities. <laughs> but I mean, you can get into the numbers for sure. Um, but if you're not one of those crazy, you know, financial people or business people, just keep it simple. Mm. Put all your money in this thing called an index fund, mm. which is just a fund that tracks um well, all it does is, for instance, the S&P 500 index is mm-hmm. an index that takes the 500 companies that's there, the top 500 companies, and they just invest in proportion. Mm. And it's very low fee, very low cost. So, you know, 
that's easy if, if you want to do more uh, of your own investing. Mm. And if you don't care at all, put it in target date funds. Don't worry about it. Live your life. Mm. And if you do want to really get into investing, make sure you do your research. Mm. Stay away from news. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. And um, and just be patient mm. for sure. Uh, those are all really good advice. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think the biggest takeaway for me in terms of personal investing is to not believe in the get rich quick schemes because that's how I got burned real bad with that biofuel. <laughs> I was hoping to make a lot of money quickly, but yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I, that's really good practical advice for, for anyone. I like that. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, for me, I, I just, I, I don't believe in any get rich quick thing mm. ever. Mm -hmm. So for those of you on Facebook that, that, you see those videos of people saying, take my course and stuff like that. I mean, kudos to the people that make them and are successful, but more likely than not, it did work for them, mm -hmm. but it probably won't work for you because just because of the circumstance yeah. and the context. Yeah. So just be aware. Okay. And uh, so we talked a little bit about the personal side of finance, but before the podcast, I know we were talking a little bit about your views of, wall street kind of the bigger financial institutions you want you want to touch on that a little bit yeah for sure i so i i think that that wall street has been very creative in terms of finding ways to be very opportunistic mm. and depending on where you the listener lie on a, on the scale of between capitalism and socialism. I mean, that's up to you to decide how you want to view Wall Street. But um, I, I do think they have found creative ways to make money, to let people know they can manage your money better than you. And maybe if you just equipped yourself with a little bit of research, mm. you wouldn't need it. Hmm. But there are lots of money going into marketing tools and advertisements that make you think otherwise interesting um now i'm not some conspiracist saying <laughs> all all money is bad by the way i think the stock market is probably the best invention for human society because hmm. without it for instance if you and i had a million dollars like what would we do with it mm, right i'm not saying we wouldn't you know have fun or not do anything great for ourselves but at the same time when you choose to invest in the stock market, you're also kind of giving back to society, right? right? So you're putting money in a company that brings value to society. Hmm. Um, otherwise, so yeah, I, I don't want to say the stock market in Wall Street is bad, but I think if you educate yourself and equip yourself correctly and you're patient, then um, you can make it something that's actually valuable in hmm. your life as opposed to everything is a scheme trying to steal your money. Right. So do you, do you, are you kind of under the impression that the things that Wall Street, quote unquote, Wall Street professionals do, you could probably do at least almost as good if you were up to doing a little bit of research at home? Yes and no. Okay. And, and what I mean by that is, yes, if you really... It depends on what you want, mm. right? So if you if you want to 
if you want to make money in the stock market, then just you can do your own research for mm -hmm. sure mm -hmm. and be patient and make your own money. I mean, all retirement plans are is for people that don't want to do the research and give yeah. someone else their money and pay them to make money for them. Mm. But um, know if you aren't willing to do the research. Like, I know that's such a such an easy, maybe I'm giving a safe answer, but the reason why I say yes and no is because I think that that people... So I know we said finance deals a lot with psychology. Yeah. I feel like it really exposes people's behavior in terms mm. of whether they're lazy or whether they're go-getters. Okay. And yeah. I think that's where Wall Street comes in uh, and jumps at the opportunity. I see. Now, there's some lazy people that just genuinely don't care and don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. I think Wall Street is good for those people. But for those that do care, but they just are kind of unfortunately go through experiences or they're exposed to certain communication that makes them think they can't mm -hmm. then you know that's that's the toss-up right right um but i think if you really care enough and do the research you'll be okay mm. you know that actually reminds me of the movie the big short did you watch that yes yeah so that movie is about the housing crisis in 08 and how everything came to a head and one of the quotes in that movie is finance people like to pretty up a lot of the things with complicated terminology when it's actually a lot simpler than that. So I think that's sort of along the same sentiment as you're, you're talking about right now. So I, I've ever since I watched that movie, I'm just very distrusting of financial institutions in general. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at. But, you know, I, I appreciate your perspective on the benefits of, you know, stock markets and things like that. Because, yeah, for me, it's, they're all crooks, you know, they're, those Wall Street millionaires got their bailouts and they're living their life and all that. But no, but I, I do like your, I do appreciate your, your uh, perspective on that. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I could share it. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and by the way, and, uh, I I think what I've taken away from just my view on uh, personal finance and Wall Street in general and 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 in general and life is, it, if you really break down everything mm -hmm. ever down to the simple building blocks of human interaction and it's just trading value, mm. and everyone that's ever succeeded is has found a way to trade at a way that is a advantageous to them mm. and that only not only does that apply in finance but it applies in everything in life mm. um so for those of you that you know do want to get into personal finance or whatever just try to think of it in terms of that don't think of it in terms of you know what will i look like or or you know how this affect this or just don't worry about all the superficial stuff just mm. if you if you feel lost just kind of that's actually what i like to do like at the simplest level mm. am i giving this value at a level that is advantageous to me or not and mm. i think if you kind of shift your perspective in that way of thinking i think in your like career and things like that 
I think it'll be beneficial. Mm. So I like that. Yeah. Is there anything that I didn't, we didn't go over that you wanted to add on to? Yeah. Uh, like I said, I, uh, yeah. and I know I'm sorry I butchered it earlier, but remember like, just because you know for sure you're going to lose something, it does not mean losing less is necessarily the better solution. Mm, right. Mm -hmm. So just cause you know, you'll lose $50 as opposed to you might lose 65. Mm -hmm. Don't choose the, I'll lose the $50 for sure. Right. And then lastly, it's okay to spend on whatever you want as long as you're intentional and you um, remove the mindless spending. Mm, yeah. So don't ever feel guilty for exposure on things you enjoy. Yeah, I like that. That's uh, very in line with uh, Marie Kondo thing. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, right? Like, does it bring you joy yeah. and things like that? Yeah. yeah. If spending brings you joy on something then, and you for know sure. it, then yeah. yeah I like sure. that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, guys. Um, Brian, thank you so much for being on. Thank you for having me. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. If, if you guys have any feedback in terms of the content that we talked about today, please feel free to email me at ihthtpodcast. That's I hope they hear this abbreviated podcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram because I, I put up a post associated with every episode. So you can comment there. And I, I know, Brian, you, you said that you were willing to take emails for people who want to talk about the technical stuff. You want to get yeah. Um, actually, or w would it be out of line if they emailed you? I don't no, want no, to no. take away from, no. Uh, yeah. So actually, or maybe comment your questions on the Instagram posts and I will uh, kind of lurk around yeah. and, and answer <laughs> it on there and uh, connect that way. Yeah. And if you email me as well and, and you want any questions directed at Brian, I'll, I'll make sure that the question gets to him too. So and any way that you, you feel comfortable communicating with us, we're, we're open to. So yeah. And yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I, I hope you guys learned a lot because I for sure did. For me, my personal takeaways is don't invest in companies I don't know about and don't invest in IPOs. And cut out my mindless spending because ah, I have a lot of those too. <laughs> but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.